listen to my voice. You are getting very interested in vampires. You may even want to become a vampire. Uh, okay. You will become my familiar and do my bidding. Wait, aren't familiars a witch thing? Silence! You are interrupting my process. What process? And can you take those plastic teeth out? You sound like you have a speech impediment. (sighs) Is that better? Much. Now, continue listening to my voice. At the count of three, you will be completely under my control. Is this supposed to sound like one of those vampires from What We Do in the Shadows? (sighs) Yes. We'll be talking about it next. Spoiler alert. Ah, ah, ah. Please don't. Please don't, Brucker. Please. I thought we were doing the vampire voices. So much TV to be seen and you can't match status quo. Just sit back and relax, my friend, because we're going to watch a show. Dustin can watch. Hello and welcome to Dustin can watch. I am your host, Dustin the Watcher. Ah, ah, ah. And joining me is Brucker, host and film pathologist for Optopsy of Optopsy Autopsy of a horror movie. <laughs> How are you today, Brucker? Dark greetings. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. <laughs> Happy October, everybody. Yes, finally. It's it's the witching season. It's the haunting season. It's the creepy season. Yes. Yeah, I'm so great. Um, I'm. I'm so great. Yeah, I am. I am doing great. You asked me how I was doing, and you know, um, I'm great. Um, <laughs> didn't you ask, folks? Me how I was doing? It's early. It's early in the morning. Oh my gosh! We're, yes, we just got out of our coffins. We're you know still stretching our legs and vampire wings a little uh, bit. Got to dust the the dirt of my homeland <laughs> off of me. And oh my goodness, Gumero, I it's like <laughs> Gizmo. Gizmo hasn't made my coffee yet. Yeah. <laughs> So for those of you listening, yes, we we're kind of bleh, we're kind of goofy this morning because well, it's good to be goofy on the sh- on the show, but um, it's eight a.m. It's eight a.m. in the morning for us, so or eight a.m. for me, nine a.m. for him. And the sun is not out yet, so this is when we had to do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a rainy Saturday for me. Is it rainy where you are? Yeah, it's it's overcast. Okay, so thank it's goodness. Gloomy. It's perfect. It's perfect for vampire weather because that way they can go out, you know, not get hit by the sun. Yeah. But um. Yeah, it's gloomy. It's making me kind of blah, 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 blah as you know, you would say in Hotel Transylvania. Um, <laughs> and uh, have you ever seen that, by the way? Yeah, that's a great movie. It's so silly and fun. Um, they're make the new one's coming out, but it's not Adam Sandler as the voice. Adam Sandler didn't come back. I don't know what the deal oh, is. That's sad. They didn't want to pay for him, I guess. But they have they're using the voice from the TV series they had created, and they're using. They- the, the, they they know, didn't want to pay him. for him to record in a studio somewhere in uh, Hawaii. Oh my god! I mean, everybody else apparently is back, but you know, whatever. Anyway, we're not on to that. We're talking about what we do in the shadows here today. But first, I want to talk about Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Uh, Brucker Show is a podcast that dissects all types of scary and some not so scary, not so scary, scary uh, flicks either by grading various kills or discussing individual movies or even just giving watch-along commentary. And I've guessed it on a couple of episodes, or a few episodes, like the Scream um, breakdown of all the opening mm-hmm. scenes of Scream, as well as the discussion on Happy Death Day and commentary for Happy Death Day to you. So thank you for having me on for that. Yeah, absolutely. It's always a blast uh, whenever we get to collaborate. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. And because, um, you know, Brucker's been on here before, if you haven't heard. Um, he's been on a few episodes. He was on one where we talked about a possible adaptation of R.L. Stein's The Babysitter. He also came and hosted Behind the Read before. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also, we talked about the upcoming adaptation, or now won't be upcoming, it'll be on right on the mark of uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, the series, where we talked about the book, the movie, and the upcoming series from Amazon. And you've also guested on some story specials of mine, including, um, oh my God, I forgot. Everybody knows were. I was Kyle Good. Everybody knows. Oh, that's they, right. They go, Kyle oh, Good and the yeah, listener. That, that voice. Yeah. Yeah. We know that guy. You were also a teenager voice in uh, the, the what was it? Oh my God. The, I forgot the name of the name. My name is special. That's so sad. Oh, the, the, <laughs> the chain cursed, letter. Chain letter. Yeah. The cursed letter, whatever the fuck it was called. Anyway, yeah, it's all on my IMDb page. You'll see it all on there. Yes, yes. Oh, hopefully one day we'll see. Um, you are kind of a natural actor, I think. I don't think you realize that. You have really good like acting skills. Like you read it just how I've, I envisioned you saying it. So I'm good at goofing off. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're just like I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna read it. So yeah, it, uh, I, I thank you for coming on. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy to be here. This is actually my first time watching what we do in the shadows, um, just because I'm awful with TV shows. But uh, this was honestly, I needed the, the the push from from a buddy to sit down and watch this because this was such a joy. It was so much fun watching the the, the first season of the show. Yes, I agree. Um, like I said, we're we're going to discuss the first season of what we do in the shadows or first series if you're in England. And um, it's it's based off the movie, What We Do in the Shadows, which was uh, filmed in New Zealand. So you never saw that movie, correct? Correct. Yeah, I didn't see, I haven't seen that movie either. Okay. Well, for the audience that have not seen the movie, it's not required viewing for the show, but it does give you some insight into some stuff that and how it was conceived in a way and how it came about because it's very similar to the show, but the show got, it goes a little bit, a little more spoofy a little more spoofy than the movie was but it's still it's still got the same you know air of uh silliness about it um it's based in wellington new zealand and the movie came out in 2014 and was written and directed by jermaine clement of flight of the concords um and taika watiti also uh co-wrote mm-hmm. and yes that taika watiti this was actually the role that got me noticing him before i didn't know anything about him and i was like oh and then he started coming up i was like oh that's that guy he was he was he was in what we do in the shadows and you know i started seeing everybody's like what what are you talking about like oh you gotta watch this movie um the film revolves around a small group of vampires who are all housemates who are getting followed um, by a documentary film clue they allowed it um day to day or night to night whatever (laughs) um (laughs) It's a brilliant comedy, and I really strongly suggest you you watch it. It's it's its own thing, and maybe we could do an episode on it for your show or my show. We'll see. You know, it, it might be fun to do. Yeah, um, maybe some commentary or something. Um, <laughs> it became a cult hit around the world, and especially in the states, it's a cult hit. Um, in New Zealand, there's a spinoff TV series called Wellington Paranormal, which you've seen things for. Um, it's about a couple of police officers who were in the movie. And they do their own series after that. And it's about their supernatural misadventures that happen to oh, them. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know that that was a spinoff from this. Okay, yes. that's funny. Um, 
you can watch it on the CW in the in the United States. You can watch it on the CW on the CW app, or you can watch it on HBO Max. Either way, it's on there. And uh, but like I said, we're gonna be talking about the FX series tonight or today, this morning, whatever, whenever you're listening to this. And um, it premiered in 2019. So <laughs> it was also created by Jermaine Clement and uh, co-produced by him and Taika Waititi and other people, of course, other producers. But they write and direct several episodes of the series and they, uh, they even star in an episode together as their original What We Do in the Shadows characters. Even though they're under a different role, but they're still the same characters. I just, you know, I love the show. Mm-hmm. I love the show. I love the movies. I just love this whole concept. Um, a friend of mine and I, just before we start, a friend of mine, we came up with, the, I'm not going to give you the synopsis really of what we came up with, but we had come up with vampire characters in a similar situation and wrote all of these scripts for these, like a short web series. And, and it was very similar to this, very spoofy, just kind of out over the top and silly and stupid. And then what we do in the shadows of the movie came out. We're like, oh my God. <laughs> it was very similar. It wasn't the same thing. There wasn't the same concept, but there was a lot of stuff. There was like a, you know, there was a council. There were, you know, different, you know, monstrous creatures that came up that we knew that we know. Um, people who lived down the street, they were monsters and stuff like that. It was just kind of like a monsters type thing mixed with what we do in the shadows in a way it wasn't a documentary or anything like that but it was it uh, i won't give that much away because i don't want to i don't want to you know give anybody ideas of things they can steal from me um <laughs> i know sorry anyway let's move on to uh, some of the characters bat So the show depends heavily on the script and the improv and the likability of the cast of characters. It really does. Um, So let's talk about the characters first. We have Nandor the Relentless, because he did not relent. Um, (laughs) He was a warrior during the Ottoman Empire. And in Nandor's words, there was a lot of killing and pillaging. People would say, no, please don't pillage me. And I'd say, no, I'm pillaging everyone, including you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I know. I love him. Um, there's Nadja, who is the lone female housemate. And she is just full of sarcasm and quips to the camera. She does it a lot to the camera. Um, I just mm-hmm. think, oh, my gosh. Her husband, um, Laszlo Cravensworth. Um, oh, let me go back. I'm sorry. So Nandor is played by Kayvan Novak. Nadja is Natasha Dimitriou. And Laszlo is Matt Barry. And Laszlo is the British nobleman. And he's, like I said, he's married to Nadja. And here's a little quote. Nadja says, We moved here from Europe about 20, 200 years ago because there was a lot of prejudice against vampires at the time. And Laszlo says they didn't like the color of our skin. And Nadja says, or the fact that we killed and ate people. And he said, probably more that. Um... <laughs> And then their their other housemate, who's a different type of vampire. His name is Colin Robinson. He's played by Mark Prokst. I say that it's P R O K S C H. Prokst, I guess. Yeah, that he sounds... is. Yes, he is an energy vampire. Um, his origins unknown. Yes, he's a daywalker. And you know, Brooker, please explain what an energy vampire is for our audience. Oh my goodness. So he kind of just feeds off of like like boring people and like frustrating them a little bit. 
<laughs> uh, he, he basically just sucks the energy out of a room by boring you with like very trivial, mundane facts, kind of. Yeah, he's that guy at the office you loathe to come around and talk to you, basically. Which is very funny because it's pretty similar to his character from The Office, uh, Nate. And he just says, because his character, Nate, in The Office, just would say very random, off-the-wall shit. Like, hasn't gum gone mintier lately? And <laughs> I felt like it's so close to, like, this as well. So I, don't, I just find that, like, very it's funny. It's funny <laughs> that he was on The Office, which was a mockumentary-type show. And now he's on What We Do in the yeah. Shadows, which is a mockumentary-type show. It's just, yeah. yeah. It's funny how these people keep kind of popping up in things like this. And last but not least, we have Guillermo de la Cruz, who is played by Harvey Gillian. Gillian, I, can't, I guess that's how you say it. He's Latino. Um, he's Nandor's, quote, familiar. And in this, familiars are basically human slaves who work for <laughs> vampires. Um, he desperately wants to become a vampire. And that's the reason why he's working with Nandor, because he Nandor keeps promising he's going to turn him into a vampire. He's going to turn him into a vampire. And it's been 10 years, and it hadn't happened. <laughs> And I love his inspiration to want to be a vampire because he saw Antonio Banderas in the interview, the interview with a vampire. And I just kind of find that so it's it's very meta because, like, oh, so like these vampire movies exist in this universe. And I, don't yeah. know, I find that kind of funny that like that's his inspiration is to be like Antonio Banderas. Because he was like the first Latino vampire he saw. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I want to be just like him. He wants to be like Armand. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's so sweet. Because I know in the book, like, Armand is nothing like Antonio Banderas. I never read the book, but this is what I've been told. So I just think it's funny how it's not anything that he has to, he wants the movie version. And he's even, mm-hmm. like, in the opening credits of the show, you see, like, a picture of him dressed up as Armand. Yeah. Which I love. <laughs> um, Guillermo's, like, has a quote. He's like, being a vampire's familiar is like being a best friend who's also a slave. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Guillermo. He's just so, like... You just feel so sorry for him, you know, because he, mm-hmm. he just gets the brunt of everything. Like, he just they just do not recognize him. And he's the smart one of the house. Yeah. You know, and next after him would be Colin Robinson, because Colin Robinson is up to date with everything that's going on in the world. And the other vampires are just kind of oblivious. I don't know how, but they stayed in their whole, you yeah. know, centuries ago personas. And they just never really learned much about what's going on in the modern world. And I, I find that so, like, there's something that I... That, the point you just made about how like they are just so outside of like their the present day time and everything Mm -hmm. i love how the opening song like you know to the how the opening song with opening credits is very much like a metaphor for both their victims and themselves saying like you're you're dead to this world that's something that their victims are they see them but also these vampires are so dated like they are just like, how are they even, like, surviving in, in the 21st century? <laughs> I know. And, you know, and the song is great. I love the song. Um, the mm-hmm. theme was actually used in the title sequence of the movie as well. So oh, they just awesome. used the same song. And the song is called You're Dead by Norma Tanega. And there's a lot of covers on Spotify. So if you, like, try to look it up, like, when I was trying to use it for my uh, Instagram stories, I could not find. They don't have the original song on Spotify, or at least they don't have it via Instagram stories. Um mm. But uh, they have, like, you know, of course they have, you know, what we do in the shadows, playlists and stuff. You can find all those kind of things. And it might show up in there, but you can't, like, use it on Instagram. I don't know why. But there's all these covers, and some of them are similar. Some of them are different, like, dance versions and stuff like that. But, which you can, you know, you can hear, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you know. Um, mm-hmm. 
you can kind of hear that how that would happen. So speaking of these these housemates, um, who would be your favorite among the housemates? Do you think? Oh, uh, I think it's Laszlo. Uh, he's he's so funny. He would, it, like IRL. He'd be an awful housemate to have, but <laughs> he is just like as like an audience member watching. He is just the funniest one to me. Uh, I, I don't know. He's just he's just ridiculous. I love that he has like this weird vulva garden. Um, he's also kind of like the catalyst for all of like their shenanigans to go wrong. Like he, you know, sets the traps for the werewolves. He has like no like, filter whatsoever either. He does most it. Most of them don't, but he really doesn't. No, he really does not give a fuck. And he's just I don't know. He, he's just so funny. I I don't know. I like about like halfway through this through the season i was like okay he's my favorite he's he's really fucking funny (laughs) he becomes my favorite especially in the second season okay and because he takes on he has a little bit more of a starring storyline i guess you could say because he's kind of like almost a side character as far as storylines go in this season like he doesn't have his main storyline you have nandor has a main kind of main storyline and then you really have nadja who does but uh mine would be nandor in the first season just okay. because of how Dracula-like he is and just mm-hmm. really how stupid he is. He's really dumb. He's just really oblivious and really kind of mean in a way and disregards Guillermo and whatnot. But it's just the way he does it. It just makes me, not you, Guillermo. Not you. <laughs> they always say, yeah. not you, Guillermo. Vampires only. Oh, vampires only. And, and like Guillermo makes fun of him, like Nadia and, and uh, Lazlo get into a fight. And he was like, you can't do that. That's disrespectful. They are vampires. You respect them. And then he just repeats what Guillermo says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's so funny, like, you, you mentioned how, like, he's, like, the most Dracula-like, because it's kind of, like, this weird sort of, I don't know, like, it's almost like he, he, he thinks that he's a bigger deal than what he actually is. Like, he thinks he is, like, the Dracula. Yes. And again, like you said, he keeps putting down Guillermo. It's like, no, only vampires can beat that cool man. Like, I can't, I, but that was a really cool burn you had so i'm gonna steal it but no stop that <laughs> okay so other than that who would be your least favorite character of the house oh my god colin robinson <laughs> yes he is so annoying but you know what that kind of fits what he's supposed to be doing in the first place he's supposed to annoy the shit out of you and that's what he and- does even as an audience member you're like oh my god he's and he's also really creepy he's just really kind of <laughs> creepy and gross in a way he- he is I, I mean i do enjoy like the office interactions that we that we like the glimpses of that that we get to see because it is funny but yeah he is just like terrible and wow. yeah but i almost wondered if they named him after uh one of the twilight characters because it wasn't robert pattinson's character wasn't his name like edward colin or colin yeah edward colin. so i wonder if he's like colin robinson like I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like they kind of like just mishmashed those names and gave him Colin Robinson. Robinson for Robert, and then yeah. Pattinson. Like, yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. Maybe yeah, so it's possible. Maybe it is. I don't know. It's also really funny that they all call him by his full name all the they time. They call, call him Colin. Yeah, Colin <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> oh, hello, Colin Robinson. Like, they just really don't like him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the you know relationships in the house kind of change a little bit over time you know and i think he starts to get liked by them a little bit more mm-hmm. but it's it, he's still like uh and i don't know if you ever noticed whenever they showed him in front of a mirror how he was all decayed and grayed out i don't know if you noticed that it was oh, really quick um i noticed it in the current season which is season 3 
um, a little bit more because it was a bit longer of a shot. But when I was rewatching this, I was like, oh, he's doing it. In I didn't even notice that before. Um, it was kind of neat. He's all grayed out in the, in the mirror and all veiny and uh, desiccated or whatever you want to call it. Like he looks bad, like, ghoulish in a way. <laughs> but yeah, and I also, I would say, I mean, after him, I would say after that would be Guillermo, but only because he's so frustrating. You just want him to stick up for himself. And he does a couple of times, but for the most part, he just kind of relinquishes and is like, okay, all right. You know, cause he doesn't want to piss off the vampires cause he really wants to be one. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, at the same, he's just kind of a doormat, you know, but, um, but I like him. I still like, him. I still like all the characters, you know, but I, oh, say, I love ranking. Yeah, I, I love Guillermo. I probably wouldn't have him towards the bottom, honestly. He'll probably be either like middle of the pack or like in the top tier ish, like like just breaking into like the top tier a little bit. Yeah. Um, I like his character a lot. Well, going because like I, I've never heard of like familiar before. Like, is this a thing I just haven't been aware of, or is what did they just invent that for the show? Well, as far as for like this show, a familiar being kind of a slave, kind of the Renfield of the, you know, mm. that's what that. But usually, a familiar is a witch thing. It's, you know, oh, okay. like Salem the cat. He is a familiar for Sabrina. They're usually animals or something that do the bidding of a witch or, or oh. spy for them or do something like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's what a familiar usually is, from what I understand. So, at least in oh, most okay. things that I've seen and read, that's what they are. Um, Did I know that. But, yeah. yeah, I just, I don't know. His, his character, I just find super funny. But, like, he... I forget the name of the actor that plays him, but he does such a good job with like physical comedy mm -hmm. in this. Like when, when, cause you know how like they kind of do like when they're doing like little like talkie heads and like they kind of cut away to like show like the actions that like they're like describing or whatever, like him doing like, like all the house chores, like taking out the dead bodies and like s sawing them up or whatever. And mm -hmm. like he's struggling with like the weight of the bin cause there's human corpses in it. And it's just like, I don't know. Like he just like his physical comedy is gold. It's so good. I he love gives it. good deadpan looks to the camera a lot when the vampires are being stupid too. He's just like, yeah, Oh my like, God. Honestly, I think he's like one of like the better actors in this just because like, because he has to be the straight man. Right. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know, like his, his face acting and everything. It's so good. And like whenever he like, he gets into like these little panic moments, like, no, 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 let's not eat these virgins. Like, no, 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 please don't eat my friends. Like, you know, kind of it thing. It seems very it's, genuine too. <laughs> it does. It does. It's so, it's so funny. And just seeing like the, his soul just be like crushed whenever he goes into those like weird like waiting room areas for like all the other familiars and he's just like uh is this what i look like is this what are I'm you like? a familiar you don't look very familiar and he goes uh -huh, i see what you did there <laughs> <laughs> this is sam or jack whatever the name of the cat that is oh he's a familiar okay <laughs> So I want to touch on every episode of the show real quick, just to kind of go through it. So if yeah. you haven't watched the show and you don't want to know, I would turn it off now. We've given a, lot, a little bit of spoilers right now, but I would go ahead and wait, watch the show, come back to this. Because we're going to talk about some of our favorite parts of the show and um, maybe in some of the stuff in the episodes. Yeah, but, it's on um, Hulu if you want to watch it. Yes, it's on Hulu in the States. It might be on Disney Plus in England because I know they have a lot of the Hulu stuff on their Disney Plus. Um, so if you're looking for it, look for it there. So, okay. The main storyline of season one really revolves around the arrival of Baron Athanas, which is one of the oldest vampires. And he's played by Doug Jones and most notably played, um, known for playing Billy Butcherson in Hocus Pocus. 
Um, <laughs> and he's also been in, you know, um, Pan's Labyrinth and Mimic and Shape of Water. He's done a lot of creature stuff. He's kind of like, what's his name? He plays Gollum, you know, um, Andy Circus. Andy Circus. He does all these kind of, he's always playing like the CGI type creatures or, or something. He always plays those types of characters, you know, he does yeah. comedy and stuff too on his own in his own, you know, normal look, but he's kind of like, they kind of, to me, they're kind of almost one of the same, except, you know, Doug Jones does more TV a lot. He does a lot of TV. Um, I think mm. he was actually in Buffy too, maybe. Um, he's, Buffy the yeah, show. He's, he's done a bunch of stuff. He does creatures. He always does creatures, and because he's so skinny and tall, you know, and he can get that spindly look, you know. And I don't know. Yeah, I also think wasn't he also Slender Man? I might have to look that up. But I think he Quite was possibly. That as well. He's so you know what I said. Like he's so skinny and tall you know and i can say that i was a skinny kid so i was a skinny kid. i'm not skinny now <laughs> i'm thin but i'm not skinny you look great um, thanks <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah he has a plan for vampires to dominate the western hemisphere the new world and apparently we find out that Nadja and laszlo both had secret affairs with him at one point in their lives um or their dead lives whatever uh, there's other sub stories that revolve around Nadja stalking this human um, Jeff Suckler, uh, who's Jake McDormand, who was from Limitless, the series. And he was also in the new Murphy Brown uh, reboot. And he's been in a lot of stuff, too. And mm-hmm. she believes that he is the reincarnation of her former lover, Gregor, who also who's died several times by getting his head, head chopped off somehow, decapitated. And she's also um, the other storyline is uh, about Jenna Beanie Feldstein who is a LARPer that Nadja turns into a vampire. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's also throughout, you know, like little scenes throughout the series until it gets to her main episode. And of course, you know, like there's other one-op episodes, you know, that don't really have anything to do with this main storyline, you know, but we'll get on to that. So in the pilot, the vampires receive a letter saying that the Baron, uh, Baron Athanas is coming. He's due to arrive. And so Nadja and Laszlo, um, like I said before, they each had a secret affair with him and they talk about how every time they had sex with the Baron, he would right at the moment of climax, he would say, all right, I want, to take, I want you to go with the new world and take over the world. And they're like, what? And they're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> so like, he, he says it as you're about to climax and you're supposed to be listening <laughs> and he doesn't repeat it apparently. <laughs> so they don't really pay attention. They just kind of like, oh, we're in the middle of sex. <laughs> um, Nandor is the one who's really excited because Nandor thinks of himself as the leader of the house because he's the oldest of all of them. And mm-hmm. he was a warrior in his time um, because of all the pillaging. And so he decides, Oh, I want to do something special. He decides to, he and um, Guillermo are going to go to the store and they're going to buy party decorations. And he picks up creepy paper, <laughs> crepe paper and various colors like all he was oh that's good that's good and then he decides he's going to buy all this glitter to decorate himself like edward cullen from twilight <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah just, it was just just so stupid but funny it is because he just wants to be he overdoes it he really wants to shine that's the thing it's like he has no confidence in himself you think because he's mm-hmm. always like i am so you know you know brave and strong and whatnot but he's he has to say it so you know no he doesn't believe this and then um, Guillermo joins a LARPing group, live action role play, um, to get virgins for the Baron's arrival, which is where we first meet Jenna. And uh, <laughs> so about the, I have a quote here about the Baron's arrival when they're trying to find a place for the Baron to stay. 
and they want to go down to the, the, the basement, but they didn't realize the room that he had planned for the Baron to stay in was actually Colin Robinson's bedroom. They forgot that he even lived there. <laughs> Which is so funny because out of all of them, he's the one that doesn't need to be in the basement because he doesn't need to hide from sunlight. You would think that they would all have like a basement room, but you know. I don't know. It's just so strange to me. I am a main floor vampire. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, and he just sits there. He just sits there. Every time they open the door, he's just sitting there on his bed. Like, he doesn't sleep <laughs> or something. <laughs> like, what's if going he, on? If he has, like, the picture of, like, human food, so that way humans feel more comfortable in his room. Because <laughs> he stole it from a, from a hotel. <laughs> yeah, he stole it from a Holiday Inn. Yeah. <laughs> And so Nandor's like, we're going to have to have the ceremony in the in the attic. And Laszlo's like, we can't. The stairmaster's in there. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have to move the stairmaster. <laughs> like, why do they have a stairmaster? <laughs> it's and like, so funny. The, you know, the, the Baron arrives and he has this really creepy familiar who doesn't talk. She just looks at you. And she, I don't know why she reminds me of Elmira Gulch from um, The Wizard of Oz. I don't know. She looks looks like her for me. Uh, <laughs> She kind of does, though. Or is it Elvira? I think it's Elmira. But anyway. Um, but they're like, the Baron opens up. He goes like, what is that? And he was like, oh, that's the Stairmaster. I told him to move it. I told him to move that Stairmaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, those are the camera crew. Just ignore them. Oh, they're shooting me. No. The Baron ends up being this like demonic looking vampire. Kind of like what you would think of like um, for a Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Gary Oldman Dracula when he gets all demonic looking and has that weird head of hair that looks like a heart mm-hmm. on top of his head. Um, it kind of looks like that, except he's more, you know, he's got long fingers and, and he doesn't have a, any genitalia. No, he doesn't. And honestly, it is, it was, it's terrifying. Like when we watched it, I was kind of like, I'm a little unsettled right now because he is just the, the, the prosthetic and all the makeup and everything. And they did he's a great just, job on that. He's like actually moving. I'm like, Oh, this isn't like CGI. And like, and like his eyes, he has like yellow contacts in or something. And like he just looks absolutely terrifying. Yeah, he's really, he's really off putting. He's very much off putting. And um, then he's like, I'm going to slumber some more. And so that's basically the end of the episode. There's not much that goes, a lot happens. And I don't want to give everything away in case somebody wants to watch it and get the other little one off comments and stuff. Um, then we go into City Council which is that second episode. And this is where the vampires want to, they're trying to think of a plan to take over the Western hemisphere. And they're going to start with Staten Island because that's where this <laughs> takes place, by the way, it takes place mm-hmm. in Staten Island of all places. And they have like this mansion looking castle looking house. That's just red. That is- does not look like it belongs in that neighborhood at all. <laughs> yeah. Like this very like Victorian Gothic house. Yeah. And yeah, it's very, yeah. Um, the vampires at the very beginning of the episode, they're visiting the LARPing group and they're playing like a, a you know, Dungeons and Dragons type game in their LARPing outfits and they're floating outside of the house. And I remember Nandor looks down at Guillermo, Guillermo, you did a good job with all the virgins. You know, you found the virgins. And then Guillermo's like, you're welcome, master. And he goes, shh, be quiet. The virgin, you'll scare the virgins, your accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. You're like, what? It's so dumb. And this is where Nadja really notices Jenna because all the males in her LARPing group, or there's one guy especially, just kind of disregard her, even though she's got the points to play. And, and they're just like, no. You know, and she just takes it. And poor Nadja is like, oh, she just gets mad. And she goes, be strong, sweet little one. 
someday they will all be dead and you will do a shit on all of their graves. <laughs> yes. She's, I love how like Nadja wants to take her under her wing. It's, so to speak. <laughs> yes, yes, so to speak. It's it's uh, it's a very uh, it's probably one of my favorite like subplots of the first season. And I know. And what sucks is that her Jenna doesn't come back for season two, which I hate. Oh damn! They basically closed out her story. That was it. That's all we get to yeah. see of Jenna. We don't even hear about her anymore. It really makes me mad because I really wanted to see more of her and see what she goes through. But what we got yeah. was good. Yeah, it, 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 I don't know, it's just so funny watching her go through her transformation and everything. But that, that's that's uh, disappointing to know that she doesn't come back. You know, that's uh, that's Jonah Hill's sister. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Uh, I was kind of wondering if he would like make an appearance at some point. But yeah, that was, I don't know. Like I said, I love that whole subplot. I do too. I really wish they would go back to her at some point. I, we'll, we'll see. Maybe they will. You know, I don't know. She's kind of getting big now. So mm-hmm. this was just before, this was just as she was starting to take off when this came out. So as far as the Baron's request to take over the Western Hemisphere, they're all plotting, like, how do we do this? How do we do this? And maybe we need to take over Staten Island. And Colin Robinson, you know, suggests, hey, you guys should go to the city council. You know, there's a meeting going on. So they're like, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to say, you know, Nandor's like, I'm going to make sure all the churches get rid of all their crucifixes. And um, one of my favorites, which is actually a quotable thing, and people have been making like Etsy merchandise off of, is Nadja when she says something about she wants to ban nuns and she wants a big sign that says no nuns, no nuns, none. <laughs> I don't know why it's so stupid, but it's funny. That's the whole point of the show. It's so stupid that it's funny. Yeah. Um, so they go to this city council meeting in which, you know, apparently Colin Robinson goes there all the time because there's just all these like disgruntled people and he just feeds off the energy. He loves it. It's one of his hunting grounds. And they're basically turned away because they're not really talking about the taking over of the world and stuff. <laughs> it's not, well, you'll have to come back to a planning meeting, which will be in a couple of months. Oh, okay, good. We will, we want to come back. And uh, <laughs> there's a part where they're on the bus and you're like, can we not just take it? You know, no, we had to take the bus there. It's, re- it's really far. And I have to show you that way. It's like Colin Robinson is messing with them because he knows they can't stand taking the bus. Yeah. And uh, like one of the quotes from Colorado Robinson, everybody focuses part of the day part of the day walker, but you know, they never really talk about, there's a lot of walking involved <laughs> <laughs> because he doesn't have the powers that these vampires, the night vampires have. Yeah. Um, Laszlo ends up visiting the mayor at one point and asks what he can do to her, do for her. This is just like comedy gold. I love all of like Laszlo's interactions with the with the council member. It's so funny. She like puts a hit out for like the raccoons, and she's like, "I want to get rid of the rack. The raccoon population has just gotten out of control." <laughs> and I love how like when he his first approach is that he's like he says like good evening my fellow night comrade or something like that to like the raccoon he like tries to like reason with them at first <laughs> and then you just see like dozens of raccoons come to him and then we hard cut. like Pied piper type thing yeah and then like we hard cut to the next morning just this mountain of dead raccoon carcasses are like at her front door and she thinks this is like a sign from a gang or something like that it's somebody just... is somebody is messing with me it's so funny. And meanwhile, Nandor is like going ahead and hypnotized her opponent for the election and made him go nuts. So they go to the next council meeting and this guy's like, you're going to die. And he's just going nuts. He's just like, I'm going to kill you. And they have to take him away. And she's like, just oh, like, you're out of line. <laughs> you're out of line. And 
<laughs> Colin Robinson is like, they're like, we're going to leave. And he was like, I can't stand up if you know what I mean. <laughs> My God. But I I also love how much confidence Nandor has because he, he keeps talking about how like, I will unleash my my council member. Like, you know, he he feels like he has like this like troll in the basement that he's going to have come out. And it's nothing. The guy just sits there and spews off some hate speech and that's it. They take him away because he goes nuts. That- <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny. He's just like, oh, that did not go as planned. <laughs> <laughs> also in this episode is where Nadja actually decides she's going to turn Jenna into a vampire. And there's like, you feel, you know, you feel sorry for Jenna. Nadja feels sorry for Jenna. And, you know, Jenna just thinks that Nadja is a senior at her college. Um, and uh, she ends up, you know, oh, you know, she thinks that Nadja's coming on to her. She's, do you want to do some, what kind of stuff do you like? And Nadja's like, mostly mouth stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so she bites her. She goes, oh, well, that that's interesting. Oh, that kind of hurts. And uh, then she says, hey, well, here, take this drink. And she's like, oh, what is it? He goes, oh, it, it's my blood. And she goes, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm, it's kind of spicy. He was like, yeah, it is. And he was like, and, and, you know, why do you call it your blood? She's like, well, because it's my blood. <laughs> <laughs> and the episode ends with uh, Jenna's transitioning. She, like, pukes up everything in her room and then looks at the camera. And it's yeah. like, oh, my God, what's going on? Uh, this is also where I found one of my favorite new like Halloween playlist songs, which is No Vampires Remain in Romania by King Luan. Mm. I love that song. No vampires remain in Romania. <laughs> I know. A little serenade for you. Um, briefly, so the next episode uh, is called Werewolf Feud. And this is where you find out about Laszlo's topiary of vagina bushes. Um, so so weird which by the way this is my favorite episode i think from the season you really yeah okay um basically he finds that uh, a werewolf has been peeing on one of his bushes and he's pissed off and he catches one in the act because he puts out a a, basically a bear trap or they call a werewolf trap but and catches him and now you're like oh you're gonna pay for this because you broke the treaty of 1993 and It's, it's when Nandor is explaining, he's like, "This truce has been around for decades and decades," and he breaks out this like what you think is like an ancient scroll. He says, "All right, this is from 1993, which is my birth year," and I was just <laughs> like, "This is just so." It's I don't know. It's just so funny, and werewolves are like my favorite monster, so it was like really cool seeing them in this. Oh, good, and, and it ties in with your birth year too. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know, like just this, this peck and paw between them was just so funny and i want to mention something about laszlo's volva garden which is he introduces gross. us and he's like he's showing like all these like va- these bushes that look like vaginas and he was like there there's my lady love nadja and that one over there is nancy reagan a bit untidy <laughs> and the piece of the resistance is his mother oh my god it's disgusting i know and later on, when the werewolves like come back to like exact revenge all over his garden, like a whole group of them come and start pissing on everything, he's like, "You desecrated my vulva garden, especially my mother's. You make it look all brown and wizened." And Nod just says, "You made it look like his sister's vulva." <laughs> brown and wizened. Ugh. Brown and wizened. <laughs> oh my god! And like when you know, this is I think one of the first times we hear them say "Not you, Guillermo," because he, they're all laughing at the werewolves, and he's like, "Ha ha ha ha!" No, not you. You can't laugh. <laughs> this is also the episode. At the same time, the sub story of this episode is Colin Robinson meeting Evie 
at work. And oh, Evie, yes, yes, I love Evie. Evie is awesome. Um, i trying to remember. Vanessa Bayer. Vanessa, Vanessa Bayer, plays, Bayer. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to I like, like, where is it? Where's my note that says who she plays her? So Evie, uh, she's also a vampire, kind of like Colin Robinson, but she is a quote, emotional vampire or EV. <laughs> and they kind of have like a, almost a, a, a drain off at work where they're trying to like each <laughs> grab off. each other's. That's the only thing I could think of. But they're trying to like, she's trying to like, she she gives people, my cat died and my boyfriend broke up with me. She wants people to feel sorry for her. And she feeds off that energy while he feeds off annoying people and boring them to death or basically. And they, you know, you watch them and then people just like pass out at their desks because <laughs> they have no energy. And it's so funny because it's like very relatable because like they're, because they, they do represent like real people, you know, like because she is just like the attention grabber. And he is, and he's just a guy that thinks that all, everything he knows is super fascinating, but really he's boring as hell. He like, doesn't realize it. Like he can't read a room. Like he that's what he represents. He even says in the first episode, like, yeah, we're the most common vampire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. You are, you're everywhere. You're just like, it's, Oh my God, just get away from me. I think sometimes I am that person. I'm very sorry for anybody. who <laughs> I'm like, hey, you got to see this show, and I'll just start talking about it. And I'm like, oh, these people don't care. So you're a podcaster. Yeah, so you're... <laughs> exactly. I think that's what podcasters are sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> We're energy vampires. Uh, so the only way to stay away from us, just don't put your earbuds in. Um, put those earbuds in, damn it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Um, so anyway, so the episode basically ends with the fight between the werewolves and the vampires, and they middle on the roof, and... And there's one guy, he's like this big werewolf. He turns right in front of them because all he has to do is think about the full moon. He can turn. And they're Which like, Which is oh, hilarious. Right. Oh my God. Was, <laughs> I, I thought that was so oh, yeah. He has a very, what do you say? He has a very good imagination. <laughs> and that's, he's like turning, and you're like, well, shit, he's huge. And then um, uh, they're like, all right, Nandor. And Nandor's, because Nandor's supposedly the fierce warrior, and he doesn't know what to do. He's like, oh, shit. Anybody else want to do this? You know? And, and so finally he goes, choose your weapon. And so Nandor picks up a squeaky toy and throws it off the roof. And the, guy, <laughs> and the werewolf jumps after it and falls and hurts himself or maybe dies. I think, I think he died. But uh, And then yeah. we see like Guillermo leaving and he's like, oh shit, oh shit. These werewolves are going to try to attack me. And they're like, hey, can we keep this squeaky toy? Like, All right, everybody pan out and find the squeaky toy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just comedy gold. I, just, I also love how Nandor is like, wait, is this a naked fight? Do I need to get naked? <laughs> <laughs> there are werewolves in the movie too, by the way. And awesome. there's still some a similar type of interaction. Um, yeah, I don't want to give that away because I want you to like, I want you to mm-hmm. you know, get surprised by the movie and some of the catchphrases and stuff that come from that. But yeah, there's some good um, werewolf interaction in that. Anyway, so episode four is Manhattan Nightclub. So this episode, the vampires are like, all right, so we have control over Staten Island. Like, well, actually, we have control over two streets, five houses to be exact. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, honestly, like, I, I, that's a lot to control. <laughs> I guess. I don't, for, for three vampires, four vampires, really? Um, yeah, I, don't, I guess so. So they, they realized, you know, they came over on a boat with Simon the Devious, who's Nick Kroll. And yes. uh, he, you know, they went to Staten Island and he went to Manhattan and he quickly became the king of Manhattan vampires. He was only 107, a real boy wonder. 
<laughs> per Nadja. <laughs> and the episode actually opens with Jenna dead on her bed. There's like a fly crawling around in her eyeball and her roommate comes in. It's like, oh, I told your professor you were sick and I got this medicine for you. And she's trying to read the medicine, not even noticing that Jenna is just dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grayed out and dead. The, I mean, that fly on the eyeball thing. It's like, oh, oh. And, you know, I'm no, I know they did it digitally, but it's still. Ugh. Still. So and then she notices, oh, my God, she calls an ambulance. The ambulance comes to take Jenna away. And then Jenna just pops up. And she's not dead. And they're like, we were dead. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She gets up and starts running away. You can still bill my insurance. I'm still my parents' insurance. <laughs> and runs off. And that's how her, you know, like, that's how it, like, it, you know, keeps Jenna in the storyline by giving her, like, a quick scene almost every other episode in a way. Mm-hmm. But back to Simon the Devious. So he runs a nightclub. And it's a vampire nightclub. And they decide they're going to go there. And Laszlo... Um, they're all getting ready because apparently back in the day you had to wear capes to be cool. <laughs> so they're all finding the perfect capes. And then Laszlo picks up this this hat that it's was a- from so a, a, a witch's hat that he took. And he says, I acquired this hat while draining the blood of a Hexenbrenner or witch burner. He must have noticed me eyeing it because with his dying breath, he said, take my hat. It's c- <laughs> yes, it is cool. I thought free hat even better. Yeah. <laughs> but Nod just like, no, the hat's cursed. <laughs> the hat is cursed. And he does not believe her for some reason. It's he tries so to funny. hand it off to his familiar, the new familiar. And the uh, bookshelf falls on the familiar. And then, you know, Laszlo puts it on. He falls to the floor. Like, all these bad things keep happening. And Laszlo just disregards it. You're, <laughs> what's wrong with you, man? It's so funny. Because it, it's also, because that's something that's so genius about the show is that they just take very, like, real life things and just like what would it look like if a vampire is doing it kind of because yeah like the the kind of like argument between the the married couple like with the because i feel like in every like couple there's always like the guy that like has some article of clothing that he loves that his significant other just hates but yeah. like he refuses to get rid of it like i've been there there was a pair of shorts cat hated but i wore them for years and like in in every like sitcom show that happens like in scrubs uh turk has like these like stretchy pants that he loves to wear that carla hates mm-hmm. and i don't know it's just it's a very funny like oh that is so true like it's just a witch's hat for them and if so. it's not even clothing it might be some object or, or even sometimes a friend that you're like why are you still hanging around this person like i hate them you know it's stuff like that there's always some kind of or that thing. one friend that thinks that, that that they can pull off a, fo- a fedora but they really can't <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, so they go to this nightclub and they're wearing capes and nobody's wearing capes anymore. So they look really stupid. Yeah. And, uh, this is where there's the familiar room and, you know, which is just like, (laughs) it's just a dank room and they have buckets to pee in and it's really horrible. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, no, that's not the familiar room. Excuse me. Let me take that back. That's later on. Um, (laughs) that's later on. That's what that familiar room, but, um, People are wanting to bite, you know, Guillermo and, and Nandor's not really sticking up. He was no, no, don't. Well, you can if you want, but I really prefer you if you didn't. And and that just pisses Guillermo off. So he leaves and he mm-hmm. just starts walking home. And he's like, yeah, he's just kind of pissed off. And meanwhile, they see Simon the Devious and he's flattering Nadja and everything. He goes, oh, I want to see Laszlo and Nandor. Oh, my gosh. Bring them up here to the VIP area. And that's when he's like, there's like, yeah, so we would wondering if we can join forces to take over New York, basically, and you would bring Manhattan 
and we would bring to the table two streets. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. You know what? I'll do it if you give me that witch's hat. And Lazlo's like, I knew it. I knew you wanted this hat. So finally he relinquishes and gives him the hat. And there's this, oh my God, there's this part where <laughs> he goes, he puts on the hat and he goes, what is that puckering and sucking sound of the back of my head? And everybody goes, it's the witch's asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, disgusting. it's so gross. It's so then he kicks him out of the club, and as they're leaving, the club blows up. <laughs> right? It's like that's what you get. And uh, Nandor like makes up with Guillermo and and flies him over the city. And you know, Guillermo's like, "This is the most fun I've had. This is my best night of my life." And Nandor's like, "That's really sad." Um, <laughs> it's and like then I'm he a drops him there. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poor poor Guillermo just gets the short end of the stick all the time. He drops him, ends up in a body cast, and and at the hospital they find Simon the Devious somehow and, and the witch's hat, and you know, Lazlo gets his hat back. Which I don't think I've ever brought up ever again. No, but it's funny because like every time he puts the hat on, uh Gilmore flatlines, and when he takes it off, uh Gilmore like comes back to life and he like does this little like game. He's like, oh, I can't wear it. Yeah, he's like, oh, damn it, I can't do this to him. Which, you know, it kind of shows that he does care. They all do kind of care, even though they don't say that they want, that they do. They act like mm-hmm. they don't, but they actually do, you know. Um, the next episode is called Animal Control, which is one of my favorite episodes. And this is where Laszlo decides he's going to bite his neighbor, Sean, their new neighbor, Sean. So he flies like a bat into the house. And then Sean's wife enters the room, so he turns back into a bat real quick. And then Sean's wife beats the shit out of him with a broom. And calls animal control. And what I love who who's the animal control officer is uh, Siobhan Fallon Hogan. She has been a lot of stuff. She was in Men in Black. She was the uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's wife, the farmer's wife. That okay. they find wife several times. She just kind of has that uh, deadpan look. Do you remember her? Mm-hmm. The redhead. Um, and they even like look at pictures of him later. And they're like, hey, look at this guy. He looks like a little British man. <laughs> This little bat, this little bat. So he's locked up at the animal control office or the, you know, the pound or whatever you want to call it. And he's like stuck in a cage. He's trying to get the cat. He's trying to hypnotize the cat next to him to open up his door and let him out. Yeah. And the cat's just like, Meow. Um, oh my God. We also find out that the vampires can't enter any kind of shelter whatsoever without being invited. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Because Nadja has been kind of stalking this guy named Jeff, who she believes is the reincarnation of her ex-lover, Gregor, like we said before. And he works in a parking garage. And she can't enter the parking garage without being invited because that's where a, a shelter for cars, I guess. Um, and they can't enter the, the animal control building because it's a shelter for animals. So they have to be invited in. We also learned that uh, vampires cannot eat any actual food, any human food. Uh, I love all these little things that they do, you know, just like mm-hmm. all the rules of the vampires in this universe. Because Jeff, you know, she, um, Nadja goes on a date with Jeff slash Gregor. And he's like, here, try this popcorn. And she puts one kernel in her mouth and she just pukes up a whole shit ton of stuff. <laughs> she goes, mm, that was good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny, like, how much, like, they built up, like, the rules and, like, their abilities. But it's not, like, super fantastical, you know, like. Right. Like, like they can float, they could turn into a bat, but like when they hiss, it's just 
Like it's it's just a person hissing. Like it's not like a beast doing it. You know what? Speaking of hissing, so you have werewolves that are obviously dogs. You know, mm-hmm. I always thought that, and they do this in Twilight a little bit, but vampires are basically cats. I've never thought of it that way, that but that makes a lot of sense because they're always you know you all these all, all of um pop culture and whatnot or you know vampires and werewolves are against each other for the most part so it's like cats and dogs and that's and they always hiss so it's obviously yeah. they're cats you know and they're sneaky and they're night creatures that's what cats are usually they're more you know active at night and whatnot so i don't know a little side thing side they note, got those fangs yeah yeah <laughs> and i love how their vampire fangs are always out i i do like that i, I do appreciate that it makes sense, you know. Why would they just go away? You know, I mean, I know mm-hmm. they can turn into things, and in you know, and other versions, you know, vampire fangs can come out and whatnot. But I just think that, yeah, they look so dead. They're so pale. <laughs> it's obvious, you know. It's very obvious if you just, but people just don't notice somehow. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, Nadja's. You know, this is where Nadja's getting frustrated with Jeff Suckler. She was like, oh. Man, I hate your name, Jeff. Jeff. He's like, it's like a weak ejaculation. Uh, 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 Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's. Uh. Then she so she's like, I'm tired of this, and she was like, you will remember all your past lives, you know. She hypnotizes them, and he just starts going through all these different lives where he was a different, like a peasant doing this and somebody else, and then he turns into a horse because he was a horse at one point. <laughs> yeah. He just starts going. And like galloping around and she's loving mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I just think that's funny. And I, the episode basically ends with, um, Nanja finally just goes, what is your code key to the animal control people? She shows up late and basically Nandor has turned himself into a dog and gotten captured so he could like free Laszlo, but he ends up in a cage too. Yeah. And so not just like, what's your code? And he's like, one, two, three, four, five. He goes, really? That's your code. Really? And, Nanja's the one I think is the most with it out of the the normal vampires, you know? Yeah. I think she's the one who kind of updated. She knows about websites. She knows about all these things. She's the one who's with it, which, you know, it kind of, I guess, is the whole thing that women are the more advanced species, you know, of mm-hmm. the, or advanced sex or whatever. So the next episode is Baron's Night Out. Oh, my God. This one is crazy. So the Baron decides he's done slumbering and he wants them to take him out for a night on the town. And they're, they're over here like, oh, we got to kill the Baron. We got to get rid of this guy. They're like thinking about it and they're trying to hide it from his familiar because she's always creeping about in the house. Well, they're just floating the idea. <laughs> they're floating the idea. You know, uh, Laszlo says, the, you know, the Baron's become a massive prick, which is ironic since he doesn't have one. <laughs> and... Yeah, so they're out and about. They give him some human clothes. Colin Robinson gives him some human clothes instead of these robes to go out on the town. And he's just wearing like a parka and and uh, and a ball cap and you know some jeans or something. And then he just starts feeding off people randomly in the street. There's a drunk guy that stumbles out of the bar. And as soon as he drinks from him, he's drunk. So yeah. that blood alcohol content was high. Drunk blood. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the only way they can have any kind of human food if it's in, already in the blood, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then they end up, oh, okay. They, they confess that they were planning on killing him because he says, I was going to kill you. And they just have a laugh about it. And then they decide they're going to go clubbing <laughs> and they start feeding on people who are like high off ecstasy and whatnot. And they're dancing around with, you know, glow sticks and glow yeah. stick necklaces and whatnot. And they're, and you're like, and they're just feeding on people randomly. 
And then it cuts to they're out in the street and Nandor has a freaking traffic cone on his head. Yeah. <laughs> and this is one of my favorite quotes. And I think I, I shared a gif of it with you. Um, he's like, Oh, we drunk the blood of some people and the people are on drugs. And now I am a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am a wizard. The bear decides, you know, he's going to have some pizza pie and he takes, he eats a good amount of a pizza, a slice of pizza. And then just starts puking and projectiling himself with the puke all oh, over the yeah. place. It's just really gross. And he's like, totally worth it. He's tripping balls. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. They all it's go kind of, home. It's kind of like rumspringa for, for, for the vampires. They're doing all the things they're not supposed to do. Like eating human food, trying to get out for the first time. Fat <laughs> like, Tuesday kind of thing for them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So they all go home. They're like, oh, it's close to sun up, you know? And they're like, ooh, there's all this like in the attic, there's like beams of sunlight coming through and they're acting like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like it's, I don't know, laser beams, like they're spies kind of going around. Ooh, don't get burned. Oh, that hurt a little. Uh-huh. And they're laughing. And somehow the Baron ends up back downstairs and he stumbles and he falls off the balcony of the stairs. And, and as soon as he does, Guillermo comes through the door and sunlight shines on the Baron and boom, he goes up in flames. Which is like, oh shit. It's it's great. And you know, Guillermo's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And honestly, I was kind of happy that happened because I was like, I don't know if I could do much of the Baron. Like, I need that character gone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was a problem. And that was the whole point. I'm glad they thought of that. Like, you know, we need this guy that you don't like and you want him gone, and we'll just get rid of him. But it also kind of plays into we'll talk about it when we get there, but Gil uh Gil Guillermo. Guillermo, it kind of plays into his ancestry too a little bit, which is funny. Yes, it does. And it's really interesting. Um, so that this goes right basically into the next episode it goes basically right off of this and it's called the trial. And at the beginning of the episode there, they have like the charred body of the, of the Baron and, you know, not just like, we're so high. <laughs> they don't, they're so, they're just tripping. Like they just, they don't realize they're like, oh my God, they're, they're playing around with the Baron's burnt body. And, you know, Nanja puts the ball cap on his head and like his body breaks in half. Um, and Nandor's like, Guillermo, help us. Don't just stand there. And Lazo's like, no, Nandor, that's the stairmaster, master of the stairs. He goes, Guillermo? <laughs> He's looking at the stairmaster. Guillermo, help us. Don't just stand there. Oh, my God. They're so messed up on drug blood. And they don't even remember Guillermo opening the door. Yeah. They don't know how the Baron died. So they're like, all right, we got to bury this body. We got to bury this body. And did you notice... When they're like, let's give him his last drink of blood, and they pour some blood on him, and his eyes start glowing. His eyes like turned on, which was very creepy. I was like, does that mean he's dead? Are they going to bring him back at some point? Like they haven't yet, but there's a possibility. That like, kind of mm. leaves an option, you know what I mean? Like maybe he wasn't completely dead somehow, but he yeah. should be because it was sunlight, you know. Um, but while they're burying, there's a raven watching us, master. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> all these ravens show up. And <laughs> no, I love what Nandor says. Like, oh, that is an omen. That means bad luck is coming. <laughs> bad luck like, is yeah, coming. That, that's what an omen is. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically it. It's a bad omen. And then the, the floating woman appears on the porch. There's a floating woman on the porch, master. And she's like, you are summoned by the vampiric council to come here. And Nandor's like, couldn't you have just telephoned? 
<laughs> and the floating woman was like, we sent ravens. We sent 500 ravens. <laughs> he goes, yes, but we have a telephone. <laughs> she was great. And she's like, I'm shocked you did not raven us back. <laughs> oh, no. Did I? RSVP Raven as soon as possible. That's what yes. they were supposed to do. <laughs> so they go to the vampiric council and there's this whole to do. And you know, this is where Guillermo gets sent. The thing is the vampiric council is in the basement of a regular office building. <laughs> but the funny thing is it's got like ancient looking corridors and, you know, yeah. it looks cave like in a way, but it's in the basement. It's so weird. And, you know, Guillermo goes to the familiar room where, you know, that's, we talked about that. And, mm-hmm. um, but the main point, the main course is when they go in to the actual council, of the vampires, and there's like this dance that they've been performing for years. And it's just like this stupid, like, I want to say not a really a ballet. They're just kind of moving around and intertwining. And it's really weird and unnecessary. It's, but they wanted to do something special for you because it might be your, la- it'll probably be your last night on living. I really hope that like they kind of do this thing where like they somehow get hired for like the Macy Day Thanksgiving parade and like because it looked like something like you would see in a parade kind of like them just kind of moving around a little wearing bit. all their white hooded robes you know and dancing yeah. around. you can't really see their faces but the, the faces you do see are Jermaine Clements and Taika Waititi and Jonathan Brooks who um, was also in the main movie they're all three in the main movie this is where we finally see the three movie vampires the main ones. Because there's other ones in the movie, too, that live in the house. But there's like a Nosferatu vampire in uh, mm. in the movie. But um, in, so you see these guys. It's uh, uh, Taika Waititi is uh, Viago. Uh, uh, Jonathan Brooke is Deacon. And uh, Jermaine Clements is Vlad. Vladimir Vladislav. Vladislav. And so they're just kind of... They basically are the same characters. They're the same characters. They even say it. But what you have are a bunch of celebrity vampires, basically, who are, they're basically, so there's a bunch of, a lot of pop culture movie vampires show up, but instead of going by their, their character names, they go by their actual name. So you have Tilda Swinton going by Tilda. Um, and she was, I can't remember what movie she was in, but it was, it was like in 2000, early 2011, 12, 13, something like that. Um, then you have Paul Rubens as his vampire from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. As Paul, you have Evan Rachel Wood, who was Queen Sophie Ann from True Blood. You have, um, uh, oh my gosh, the guy from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, uh, M- Machete. I forget his real name. Uh, oh my God. That makes me so mad. I had that written down. Well, I'll you look it up. I'll keep going. Um, and you also have Wesley Snipes, the Daywalker, who joins them vi- via Skype. It yeah, so it's really funny. And they they start talking about Danny Trejo, Danny Trejo, Danny, and he goes, "Oh, look at him, all the Mexican tattoos." And Danny Trejo does not like Wesley Snipes because he kills vampires. He goes, "I only listen to half his opinion because he's half vampire." <laughs> and they start going, "Well, where are the others?" And Tilda Swinton and uh, says, "Where's Rob?" And I'm thinking they're talking about Robert Pattinson. I'm oh, assuming. Oh, that's funny. Okay. And they said Rob didn't want to come, and Kiefer couldn't come. He was too busy. And then they said, what about Tom and Brad? And they said, well, they weren't, they weren't interested in coming either. And well, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, and um, <laughs> Tom and Brad, I love that. I just love how they said Tom and Brad. I really wish they did show up. That'd been great. 
I just um, got that. Oh my god! You yeah, didn't get okay. all that? No, that all that went over my head. I thought like they were just saying names. I just, oh my god! Yeah, I wasn't thinking of like the vampire connective tissue there. That's really funny. Oh, I'm Brucker. <laughs> <laughs> so then they have they said, oh, and as per you know tradition, we have to have a local vampire. So they said, welcome Colin Robinson. They're like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> He goes, hi, everybody. How you doing? You know? <laughs> yeah. He's Colin Robinson's like a nerd. He just kind of, you know, that's basically what he is. Yeah. He realized, meanwhile, Guillermo in the room full of familiars realizes from hearing all these people talk, how they're all waiting to become familiars. And like this old man, he's in his nineties or eighties or something. And he's like, yeah, I've been my master's familiar for decades. And he was like, it's going to happen tomorrow. That's what he says. Yeah, like, they'll, oh. they'll turn to a vampire, yeah. And Guillermo starts realizing, I'm not going to become a vampire. This is not going to happen for me. They always give <laughs> them empty promises. And I'm like, that's shitty. You know, yeah. like puts in that much time for you and you just don't do it. That's just, that's shitty. It's basically the, the, like the equivalent of like having like the, the, the free intern promising, you know, a job or something like that. Yeah, or they're going to get a different level of, of job and not get the, you know, the entry level crap that they've been doing the whole time. You want get- that letter of rec? Yeah. Yeah, it's stupid. Um and meanwhile, you know, the the council's discussing, you know, you killed the baron, you know, and um but uh so they're like, you know, no one really the vampire council's like, you know, no one really liked the baron, which by the way, he wasn't a real baron, he was just baron. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> he it. had no genitalia, so that's why yes. he got the name the baron. Um it, it did it not just say that with with him having no genitalia, that's what made him such an excellent lover. That's what Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so weird. But so the council says, Yeah, nobody really liked the Baron, but rules are rules. And um so they, they punish them. They're basically gonna kill them, interview with a vampire style like Claudia and put them in a well for the sun mm-hmm. to come up and to kill them. But luckily Colin Robinson and Guillermo show up with a big like uh sun umbrella and cover up the, the well and they turn into bats and they fly out and Colin Robinson teases them and taunts them the whole way home. Yeah. I, I do. I do love though, uh, before that, when, uh, Guillermo is like walking down the, the, like the creepy hallway with, uh, the, the Raven vampire, I forget her name, but, uh, and he like tries to pick up one of the torches. She's like, no, those are LEDs. Those aren't real. The fire marshal will have a field day with us. <laughs> He was like, oh, oh, I was just going to warm my face by the fire. <laughs> so, no, no, those are LEDs. And then he accidentally kills another vampire in the hallway. It's yeah, he pushes like, him off of him and it goes right into the, because he broken off the torch. Yeah. And so there was just he, basically a stake sticking out of the wall and he just runs him into it. And he's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm in so much trouble. Oh, this is also um, where they're sitting down in the, in the, in the well and they're waiting for the sun to show up. They're all confessing things, you know, and. You know, and uh, Nandor says, I can't remember what he says, but then Laszlo goes, I was Jack the Ripper. (laughs) (laughs) I never told anyone that. (laughs) I wish I had more sex. Well, you had a lot of sex. He goes, yeah, well. (laughs) That's true. He goes, Nandor, I I had to tell you, you're, you you know, um, you're a very good uh, fighter. And well, that's it. (laughs) Okay. Next episode is Citizenship. Um, where poor Jenna is freaking out that for some reason she still hasn't really caught on what's happening to her. Her mirror is her mirror reflection is translucent. And then when she turns her head, it kind of makes fun of her at the same time. 
Um, she's floating in her sleep, which her roommate tries to get a video of, but can't get her camera open fast enough. It's also um, hilarious that the documentary crew is just there for all the this. time. Yeah, all the time. It's okay, just you know, for no reason. Like, I want to know what they explained to her why she, they were following her. You yeah. know, that's the kind of things we don't we aren't privy to as an audience. You just kind of go with it, right? She, you know, sees a crucifix. Her professor, you know, shows an image of Christ on the cross in class, and she's like, <laughs> you know, and she doesn't know why. And she accidentally gets hit by sunlight. She was like, "Got some kind of skin allergy. I don't know what's going on." <laughs> <laughs> she's smoking. Oh. Also, uh, Nandor finds out that his home country, Al Kalanador, Nador, Al Kanador. I can't how you say it. Al Kalanador. You're doing better than me, man. It's weird. It's a weird name. It was dissolved in 1401, according to Colin Robinson. And he's depressed. And Guillermo suggests that he get his American citizenship because Nandor's like, I have no home. And he goes, well, you have a home here. Just get your American citizenship and you'll be officially here, you know? Um, meanwhile, Nadja's witnessing Jenna hunting animals and she feels she has to have the talk with her. <laughs> yes, this is all funny. It's very much like the sex talk or like the coming out talk or something, the way they she sets it up, you know? Yeah. And she is like again trying to like teach her how like how to like seduce men and things like that. And it's it's all very funny. Yeah, they go to a party, like a frat party, and you know, it, your indoor carnival your <laughs> indoor carnival <laughs> you know she's like is there any way to like drink from people and not kill them she was like oh oh you sad little baby vampire at the party that she's like no one's paying attention to jenna you know Nadja's able to you know compel people with ease and no one even looks at jenna and then no one even sees her even when she point Nadja points to her and then that's when we learn that jenna's special vampire power is to turn invisible which is actually yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, and yeah, super cool. You're going to kill so many shitty boys with this. <laughs> <laughs> so she, you know, she grabs the guy that kind of like disregarded her and sprayed beer all over her. And uh, she grabs him, pulls him off the stage. He's just like flying out of the house, like dragging. And everybody's just like, where are you going? Like he's just being drugged by some invisible force out of the house. And then she yeah. just kills him. She's like, oh my God, this is so great. And he's like spewing blood. And she's got like this little... um yeah, <laughs> canisters or uh, reusable drink bottle that she's like, let me just fill this up, you know. And oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she pops back to be visible again. She's like, oh, okay. Well, this will just be a minute. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Apparently, in 1992, Nandor had started applying for a citizenship because he wanted to be uh, a citizen of the country that had the basketball dream team with uh, Charles Barkley and Michael oh Jordan God. and all those people. Yeah. Because they were unstoppable. And they're like, well, what made you stop? What, what made you not do that? And he goes, well, that's when the Macarena swept the nation. <laughs> <laughs> and they still do it at weddings today. Ugh. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't know. Anyway. So while Nadja is trying to train Jenna, Guillermo sees that, what? You turned her into a vampire and he gets pissed. Just nobody that he he brought into the house, gets turned into a vampire and he's just so pissed off. You know, Laszlo kind of insults her, but then he decides out, oh, he apologizes and they're going to teach him how to be a bat. She turns into this like huge bat person and is just screeching. They're like, shut up. And she's like, Guillermo, Guillermo, can you let me into the house? He goes, you can let yourself in the fucking house. You're your fucking vampire now. And she goes, Guillermo, I can hear you. Heightened senses. <laughs> <laughs> 
not good. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then just like with Nandor having his whole like crisis about not having like a homeland now or whatever, and he tries to go through the U.S. Uh, the U.S. citizenship. I can't say I can't talk citizenship citizenship test. Um, this was just so all of this was just great. I love all of his like answers. I to, didn't record all the answers or anything. Cause they're just like, he doesn't know. Like he didn't study at all at all. No, no. Cause he thought he'd be able to like hypnotize the, the agent. He's just like, it turns out everyone in government is dead inside. They have, they no, have souls. no souls, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty true. Um, he can't even like he's like you know one nation under God or something like that, and he was one nation under. Can I just not say that last part? And so he does, and just fire starts spewing from his mouth <laughs> when he tries yes. to say God because they can't say God, they can't cross their fingers, they can't mention Jesus, they can't mention Christ or Christmas. Nothing. It just it hurts. I'm like mm-hmm. that's just interesting. They really go over the top of the Christianity angle. Angle. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and he also. Uh, Garibo is asking him who was George Washington, America's first gay president. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did wear a wig, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, take it, take with that what you will. Uh, but you know, so Nandor doesn't get his citizenship, and he's all down on himself. And Guillermo just gets pissed off. You know what? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he's like, "You are a fucking vampire. Start fucking acting like it." And Nando's like, well, Guillermo, that was really disrespectful, but thank you. <laughs> your tone was disrespectful, but I needed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did not appreciate your tone. And Nando's like, well, yeah, well, maybe you need like a vampire psychic. He goes, no, no, I don't need one. <laughs> I don't need a vampire sidekick. <laughs> Poor Guillermo, man. You feel so yeah. bad for him. In the, the, the penultimate next to last episode, the orgy. Oh, my oh God. My God. Oh, oh my! This is Lord. where I feel like the show jumped a shark a little bit with with this episode. They did. It went a little over the top, but it was still funny. Um, oh yeah, it was very funny. But it was kind of just like I I know that vampires are like quote like the sexy monster, but like what the fuck are we doing in this episode? They're supposed to host this biannual orgy that all these vampires are going to come to, and to quote Nandor. Vampire sex is like pizza. Even when it's when it's bad, it's good. It's designed to be enjoyed by eight or more people. There's a choice of toppings. <laughs> and in the morning, you're like, ah, why do I have puncture wounds on my penis? <laughs> and then Laszlo's like, uh, it's a carnival of desires and pale bodies as far as the eye can see. Fornicating, diddling, wiggling, snarling. An amazing experience that can last years. And Nadja says, it's fine. <laughs> which is, yeah, which is just fit. You know, you get the two male perspectives. Of the, yeah, she's like, yeah, it's whatever. It's just a typical thing. You know, women like, yeah, I didn't, I don't really get off on this. It just doesn't do anything for me. Oh, my God. And they have, uh, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. But they have uh, Guillermo to like, because because they can't have a mirror on the ceiling yes. to like watch. So they have Guillermo like with a bullhorn just like announcing what's going on. She's like, what's going what on with saying. my butt cheeks? Tell me. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> and they keep calling Gizmo. Gizmo. They never call him Guillermo. They call him Gizmo. The only one he does yeah. call him Guillermo is Nandor. And he's sitting, he's getting pissed off because they're like, they have such a tall order of things they want to prepare for the, for the orgy. 
And he's just like, Gizmo, get the dildos. Gizmo, try out the dildos. Hmm, how are the dildos? They're fine. (laughs) (laughs) He gets all mad. He runs out of the room and slams the door. And they're like, oh, that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. He goes, well, he's already gone, you know. So Nandor goes downstairs under because Guillermo is basically Harry Potter. He sleeps under the stairs. He spends twelve hundred dollars a month to sleep under the stairs. He pays them rent. What do they need money for, though? I just don't understand. Yeah, you find out in a later in the later season that they just hypnotize people to get money from them. That's that's what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, So Nandor comes down to see Guillermo, which, by the way, he's like, "I didn't turn you into a vampire." He turned him into a glitter portrait vampire. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, man. Um, he comes down. He goes, you can, you know, for people that are, you know, anybody who works for you that's, you know, disgruntled or whatever, you can either kill them or you can listen to their problems or, listen, you know, pretend to listen to their problems. And he doesn't mm-hmm. listen at all. Yes, just, yes, yes, oh, yes, yes. Tell me more. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. And he's like, he's just Speak now starting a sentence. Speak from the heart. Yes, yes. I'm glad we had this talk. And he's no one's listening to me. Yes, yes, I understand you. They just say yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We also learned that Laszlo has been in a bunch of porn films throughout the century, the past century, basically. Starting in the late 1800s was a silent film called A Very Randy Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's like, ta- you know, uh, moving pictures came out. And then a week later, porn was invented, which I believe. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I totally believe that. As soon as we learn, we can record ourselves doing stuff. We just started doing it. I, I think, like, honest, I I think I remember actually hearing that, like, one of the first film reviews was this was like predicting that that's what the technology would be used for. Oh yeah, for fornicating on film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay, so you have a very randy vampire that came out in the eighteen hundreds. Then you have the vampire jollies in the nineteen twenties, nineteen twenty seven. Then you have varsity vampire, where he's like. I guess a high schooler in 1954. Um, a walk on the wilder side, which is the 1978 gay porn he did. Uh, it sounded like. And then in 93, he did sign fuck. Sign fuck. <laughs> and it even has, you know, that sound from, from Seinfeld. He goes, could I be any hornier <laughs> or something like that? which is friends, but and the, the porn starts off where he's like, what is the deal with, the, you know, <laughs> so he kind of comes in and starts talking like Seinfeld. It's, oh my God. It makes me think of that episode, that actual episode of Seinfeld where, uh, uh, oh my God, where Elaine accidentally sends a picture of her nipple in her, in, in the Christmas cards. And yeah. like, it's just a nipple. It's, it's just, just a nipple. nipple. But yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do something off that. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and the, the one that he also had was, it's another kind of gay porn. It's called vampire tricked in a steam room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nod just like, I don't understand. We can see you, but you can't see anything. Cause he was, what's, well, you know, you don't understand. I think there's all these girls and, you know, in the steam room with me and then the steam dissolves and it's all these chaps, <laughs> but I still go with it anyway, you know? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. I understand that part. <laughs> um, she says, there's nothing more devastating than finding out your husband has made porn, and it's so bloody boring. <laughs> he 
he's trying to share all these videos and it's just horrible. And he gets his feelings hurt and he decides to go pout in his coffin and wearing, you know, tracksuit pants. Yeah, and- he's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Guillermo's supposed to be looking for virgins for them. And he's like, I've exhausted all of my, I can't find any virgins. I just can't. I've exhausted everybody, all angles. And he's like, believe it or not, though, CrossFit gyms are full of virgins. No one touches them because they won't shut up about CrossFit, which I believe. Um, so funny. <laughs> but they accidentally run and while they're looking for, I guess, party supplies. Again, he and Nandor run into his friend Jeremy, who is totally a virgin and he has nosebleeds all the time, which just like sets Nandor off. And he's like licking the, no- the blood off the floor. And he's like, oh, my God, this is virgin blood. This is the purest virgin blood. He does not want to invite him, but he does begrudgingly. Um, the vampires, the whole slew of vampires show up for this orgy, all different ones. Some we've seen before, but including, he goes, oh, are, are, did you bring a Babadook? <laughs> oh, he goes, yeah. no, I'm the Babadook. Bada bing, bada book. Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> but he's basically a Babadook. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, really? A Babadook? Um Colin Robinson is in this like thong jock strap with a oh harness. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. And he's just boring the shit out of everybody, of course. Of course. Nandor's kind of in a similar outfit, but he's got like these dildos and stuff coming off of his. His is, his getup is terrifying. It's oh like, my... I don't know what that's supposed to do, but I even don't want any part it. of it. <laughs> it's like all these appendages coming off this like undergarment part. I don't. Oh my God. Ben Laszlo comes downstairs and makes an announcement that he wants to have a two-person orgy with his lady love. And he's like killing the mood and all the vampires want to leave. But then they're like, well, let's go get the virgin. And then they open the door and Jeremy, Guillermo's friend, is just fucking some guy, some, vir- like some vampire. Yeah. I don't I, I was surprised it was a guy for one thing, but he's just screwing him and that officially cancels the orgy. And they're like, please don't tell anybody it was a bad orgy. Please don't do that. You know, and because they went to a really bad orgy in like 1937. It was hosted by this guy named Mike. Oh, we don't speak his name. Ugh, fucking Mike. Mike. Yeah. Fucking Mike. It ends with Nandor opening up <laughs> Laszlo and Nodge's room and finding them fucking as bats on the floor. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Now we're at the last episode called ancestry um it's kind of interesting because you know you find you get a little more insight into guillermo and how his day-to-day life is and he was like you know i'm awake during the day when my master's asleep and then i'm awake at night when my master's awake i'm always awake i'm like oh that sucks like how does he function um he decides to do a nice thing and because you know i guess because nandor was about the citizenship he's always been down about everything and he does a nice thing for everybody in the house and he does an ancestry test for everybody. And they're always like, where did you get, where did you get this? And where did you get my, uh, did you take my semen? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I will not have my semen stolen again. <laughs> his witches stole his semen at one point to make a semen spell or a semen something. I don't know. And they didn't really do anything with it. I don't know. turns out Nandor has over 200,000 living relatives worldwide. He's a great granddad times 30. And even one is in Staten Island, which is cool. Colin Robinson's just says he's 100% white. And like, it doesn't say that. And he goes, oh, wow, it does say that. <laughs> he's 100% white. 
um, Nadja and Lazlo refuse to look at theirs, but they're just scolding Guillermo for doing this because they live their DNA all over the house and he just took some of it, I guess their hair or whatever. And um, Nadja's like telling Nandor, witches are coming for you because you've got top seed, you know, 200,000 relatives. You got top seed. They're going to use it to make magnets. <laughs> use it to make magnets. I'm like, magnets? What? Oh, I don't know. And then it turns out that Guillermo is distantly related to Van Helsing. And he starts to realize that he's been accidentally killing vampires. And this is probably why. Yeah. Um, And he also had garlic for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Nandor finds out that his one living relative in Staten Island is 94. Her name is Madeline. Colin Robinson and Guillermo go with him to see her. And there he floats up to the window and they're like, don't tap on the window, Nandor. Don't do it. Don't do it. And he's like, hi. And he taps on the window. Hi. And then she sees him floating there and she just has a heart attack and dies. <laughs> <laughs> you goaded me. If by goading you mean I told you not to do it, then yeah, I guess I goaded you. That's right. You goaded me <laughs> you. into killing her. Oh, my gosh. Meanwhile, um, Nadja is looking through old paintings and portraits of Gregor, her former lover from past lives and or her his past lives. And she's just singing, Gregor, Gregor, you know, whatever. And he hears it. He's now in a mental institution because he's gone nuts because he's got the memories of Gregor and Jeff and he's just going crazy. And he breaks out of the mental institution, uh, steals somebody's car crashes it there's some kids like doing an instagram story or something and they see it and he steals a motorcycle and takes off which i love the play into instagram i like that meanwhile nandor uh invites the whole house to madeline's funeral at a church which is like we're not gonna go in there we're gonna (laughs) we don't go into churches you know because they burn Mm -hmm. it's a night funeral because guillermo called in a bomb threat (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) what the fuck so they're just sitting there with their eyes bleeding and they're just burning. And they're like, this is a really lovely ceremony. <laughs> I have to go, but I'm on fi- My hands are on fire. Oh my God. Suddenly Nandor bursts into flames. He's like, Guillermo, get me some water, get me some water. And Guillermo just goes straight to the nearest basin or, you know, and it's holy water and he throws it on Nandor and it burns him even more. And he's like, Oh, oh shit. Geez. He starts realizing it's, it's probably the Van Hers- Van Helsing DNA just just kicking in. Yeah. Just kicking in and he's like accidentally killing vampires, but you know, his DNA isn't um I'm sorry, it's in my blood to want to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so Gregor/Jeff shows up at the house and it turns out uh Laszlo has been killing him in all these lives. He's been decapitating him in every life because he always comes after Nadja. And Laszlo's jealous and Nadja always gets sad because, you know, she can't be with Gregor or, or something's always wrong. I don't really know why she was always sad, but he always hurts and he's doing it for his lady love. And so she says, why not just let him live this life? You know, let him live. Don't let don't kill him this time. Well, let him go. So, you know, he gets, you know, he gets on the motorcycle to leave. And meanwhile, so Laszlo has been making this this bush that looks like Nadja and he has it. He has it propped up with a wire attached to uh, a tree. Um, and Gregor takes off and gets decapitated by the wire. <laughs> oh, my God. Right away. Like, bam. I was like, that was a clean cut. Damn. 
then we find out Nandor goes downstairs to see Guillermo and says, you know, hey, what 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 was up with your ancestor, Guillermo? And you, uh, uh, nothing, just, you know, just Mexican. He goes, oh, Mexican piñata farmers. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's what I was. Mexican piñata piñata farmers. And he goes, well, you know, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. You should be proud of that, I guess. And, uh, he tells Guillermo, don't forget that I forgot about the, ho- the holy water. Don't think I forgot about the holy water you did to me. That's one demerit. And one more year as my, as my uh, familiar. I'm like, yeah, one more year. Yeah. <laughs> And Guillermo throws a fit at the very end, and he has all these wooden stakes he had bought to help with the topiary garden, but, you know, Laszlo told him to get rid of them because they're wooden stakes. Um, and he throws a tantrum, basically, and just kind of flings the stakes, and they happen to go into all the hearts of all the vampires in their portraits. And it's on the wall, and he's like, oh, shit. And that's basically <laughs> yeah. how we cut out with the season. Which I thought was neat. It's a good setup because of stuff that it happens is. in season two. Um, okay. They dive more into his... He starts looking more into his lineage and what it means to be Van Helsing's offspring or, you know, relative. Mm-hmm. There's a whole group of, um, not to give too much away, but there's a, a whole group of vampire hunters that uh, Jenna's roommate is a part of at this point. Um, and Craig Robinson is the head of. Um, oh. She's the head of the, he's the head of the group and they go hunting for vampires in a nearby house. Um we also find out that uh, Laszlo owes money to an old vampire who's played by Mark Hamill. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I knew that you were going to like that because there's, you yeah. know, and there's even, there's even a little bit of a Star Wars tie in and you'll, you'll see it kind of, it's a scene. It's a quick scene. I don't want to give too much away because I want you to see it. And I want you to like it um, and not, you know, I want you to be surprised. And there's a lot more stuff and there's a big, you know, a bunch of big reveal. And basically Guillermo's trying to hide the fact that he's, killing vampires and mm-hmm. <laughs> from the house. And they're always wondering what's going on. And I just love the show so much. I just, Oh my God. It's such yeah. a good show. It's so funny. Like it's, it's such a good take on, you know, kind of like the, like the mockumentary like, sitcom, like with the office and parks and rec and just now making it just like a horror spin on it. it it's just, it's very clever. And using the parts of the mythology that they want to use and change. And yeah, I really, I'm glad that they did this because it just, it just, I don't know. It warms my heart and it's great to watch during the, during the Halloween season. It's a great watch for that. Especially if you're not in the mood for something scary, but you want to watch something supernatural yeah. and kind of themed in that same regard in which I kind of hoped that they would come out with a Halloween episode at some point. And I don't think they have yet. I haven't seen one, which I haven't watched the latest one that came out this past week. So maybe, or maybe it's, maybe it's coming to that. We'll see. It would be really cool if they did. So do you think you'll probably watch some more? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, it's because we both really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, after we get, we, we, we've been really wanting to watch like the new Mike Flanagan show, but like once we get through that, yeah, we'll definitely be going through this again. Um, because I don't know. It's just, it's very funny. And it, I like I like the twenty minute episodes, and um, it's like it it's like some of the stuff that like it's intentional, but like it's just like these one off little lines that they have. That's just like like I remember during the werewolf episode, one of the lines that just killed me was uh uh N- Nadar he 
he like he's bringing both the vampires and the werewolves into the house and he's just like oh shit i forgot my keys and like it just cuts from there <laughs> and, but it's just like it's just normal so human funny. problems that you wouldn't yeah, think they normal would have human problems. Like, oh i forget my keys or like whenever he has like these like uh house meetings with them but like going over like all right guys like there's a bunch of like half drunken people around either drink all of it or like put it away but like don't open up another one the you alcohol? Have a- yeah. <laughs> no, no, they weren't. They were half drunk. Like they were. He goes, where did they get the half alcohol? <laughs> they yes. had been half drunk. Oh, oh. Yeah. It, or just like you know, hey, when we leave a room, let's turn the lights off. But they're candles, you know. So he's like, yeah. He's well, the candles. Way... He is that hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to have a fire. <laughs> the stupid things, the house meetings, and he's like, I would like to read the letter in this room. Why can't we just read it here? Because I want to read it in there. It's nice and formal. Can we just read it out here? Can we just go in there? And they just have these arguments that are yeah. just so stupid that everyday people would probably have as a roommate. It's like, why, why are we doing this this way? And yeah. I, I, yeah. And, you know, in, in a house full of people, there's always that one roommate that people probably don't want to be around as much, but they're still there, like Colin Robinson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a part basically in season two where Colin Robinson amasses a lot of power. And yeah, um, you can see that he does have powers. He floats sometimes. Yeah. See, his eyes glow. Yeah. Cause like for the first few episodes, we couldn't tell if he was actually a vampire or just like a crappy person. <laughs> like, like, we honestly couldn't tell. It wasn't until when, uh, uh, uh Vanessa Bear showed up and like they floated like like had like this little like standoff it's like oh so he is like a vampire vampire but just he, he's a daywalker but yeah I, yeah I agree with you on all, all these things about all the the one-off comments there's so many of them and I couldn't include all of them I just kind of said a few but oh my gosh just watch the show it's just so it's kind of true to life in a way that it's spoofing at the same time, mm-hmm. spoofing the supernatural world. And, you know, it kind of, I kind of wish that the supernatural world existed, it, to be honest. Um, I would try to somehow get, you know, Laszlo to like turn me into a vampire. I think he would. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also think it's like, because you mentioned how it's like you know, they kind of like pick and choose what about like the vampire mythology that they play off of. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was really smart that they, and I was surprised by this is that they didn't make the vampires just like these bloodthirsty people. Like, like, like they can very much control themselves around humans. Like they're not just trying to go after every single human that walks by them. Like they have like human, I mean, they have like the fam- familiars, but like, you know, they have like, sort of like relationships with like non-vampires. And And it's it's funny how they come across other vampires, like at the club or other places where they feel those vampires don't seem as controlled Yeah, in a way. Like they want to go after Guillermo or something like that. Like, like, no, 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 he's our familiar. You can't have him, you know? Um, But still, yeah, what you're saying is this, this world that they're, they're just regular people basically. And they're stupid. (laughs) Yes. Yes, they so are. Fucking dumb. Oh, I love them so much. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of behind the scenes stuff on Instagram, by the way. A lot oh, of cool. like, uh, well, they had a lot of like Comic Con calls and stuff like that with writers and the cast. And um, it's really interesting, especially Nadja. She looks a lot different. Like she's got like blonde highlights in her hair. She looks like a normal person. Um, everybody else kind of looks the same. But um, I think it's, 
Yeah, I I like watching those things. And this whole season, they're doing like a behind the episode type thing hosted by Harvey Gillian, who is Guillermo, who, by the way, was in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist in the second season <laughs> as well. And he, he got a little solo song and everything. We're not really a solo song, but he got a featured part, um, right. which I thought was fun. I was like, oh, my God, Guillermo's in this. I was so excited when I saw him and he was dancing around and singing. He kind of played like a really sad character, but it, it was good. Um, yeah, I really like oh, Thank you so much for watching this. Finally, I'm so glad you liked it, and I hope you'll check out the movie. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, this was this was a, a a lot of fun. This was definitely the kind of it was it was kind of refreshing, honestly, to to sit down with like a horror comedy show. So it was it was a lot of fun. And like I said, it doesn't take too much time. You said you know it's like 20, 25 minute episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we binged know, this in really two quick. days. Yeah. yeah, you finish it really quick. If you watch it all in one day, like on a rainy day or something on a weekend, you can just knock it all out for the most part, the entire series almost. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into Wellington Paranormal finally. I just haven't gotten into it yet. I've, I've watched some clips, but I haven't sat down to watch it because I want to see how that plays out because there's a lot of beast stuff and weird mythologies that they come across as well. Um, I think it's the same creators. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that, but... <laughs> It's yeah, it seems really fun. Um, so you probably want to watch that movie first before you watch Wellington Paranormal as well. Right. Just so you can kind of get the idea of what they're doing there, you know? So yeah, thank you again, Brucker. I appreciate it. I appreciate you watching and I appreciate you audience member for listening. And I hope you have the happiest of Halloweens and the spookiest of seasons. <laughs> yeah, Thank you so much for having me on and have a happy Halloween, everybody. Well, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> for questions and comments please reach out to me via twitter at dustin underscore holden or on instagram at dustin can read you can also reach me via email at dustin can read pod at gmail.com also please rate and review on itunes spotify or wherever you listen to the show and if you'd like to support me you can leave me a tip on buymeacoffee.com slash dustin can read so please be sure to check that out thank you so much for listening and remember until next time Dustin can watch. Sound like you have a speech impediment. Oh, shit. I didn't put the teeth in. Let's start that over. <laughs> that was the whole point. I've got teeth out. I'm so dumb. All right. Let's do it one more time.